Hey, what's up everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Matthew Kidman was always focused on his future. The award for the brightest leader of tomorrow, Matthew Kidman. Until he laid eyes on the girl next door. Whoa, she's so hot. Oh my. Matthew, come down here. This is Danielle. She's house sitting. Why don't you show her around? Right now? You saw me. All right, like, I'm gonna strip right here. <laughs> Sorry. How do you know no one's home? I don't. Just go with it. What's the craziest thing you've done lately? This is right up there. She's everything he ever wanted. I'm all wet. Can I come in? Uh, this is Danielle. Dude. I know. Dude. I know. And one thing he didn't expect. Perhaps you should have a seat. You're gonna need a harder piece of wood than that, cowboy. That's not her. Yeah, it is. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Cool. Matt, she's a porn star, okay? Take her to a motel room and... You know what I'm saying? Eli, I like this girl. And you can still like her with your penis inside her. Please, Matt! Do her for me! For me! This year, once you stop playing it safe... I'm just gonna go with it. Are you okay? No. What can I do to make you feel better? I don't know. You really start living. You look really nice. Thanks. You look so beautiful. The girl next door. Those girls go to your school? Actually, no. They're porn stars. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally wrote down, I don't understand. talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Doing good, bud. Uh, I got my beer. I had some uh, dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets earlier. Fantastic. Ooh. Um, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I mean, how was kindergarten today? Was it great? Uh, well, they didn't have like the normal circle ones, so I was kind of stuck. And you know what? I'm not ashamed. It's okay. I mean, the shape doesn't matter at that point, I guess. I'm, I'm being an elitist snob here. Shame you, on me. You really are, and you should be ashamed. <laughs> also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? 
Hey guys, um, I'm excited to not be working in this hour and being in a podcast. Yes, <laughs> always, always, always work. working, podcasting, always better than work. That's that's about how my week's gone. Um, I have I have a full bottle of wine here though, so I'm good. <laughs> you probably need to. Rounding out the two-step, this podcast chief nutrition and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. I'm doing all right. It's uh, about to be a four-day weekend for me, so this is a, a pleasant start to to all of that. Yeah. Hooray. Jealous. Any big fun plans? You're just going to be doing what everyone always does now. Pretty much doing what everybody else is always doing. <laughs> I took the time off because it's my boyfriend's birthday, but he has to work, so I'm just going to be vacationing oh. around the house while he works all weekend. Oh. So enjoy Happy your birthday, birthday to weekend. him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we have a special guest joining us this week, Dave. Who's here with us? Yes, sir. Sky and I go way back, uh, way way back to high school. Our bands used to be. I don't want to say competitive because we were, you know, stupid. <laughs> we didn't really compete per se. Uh, it's a great drummer. Uh, and producer uh, from such bands as Spin Perry, The Ramblin' Boys of Ooh. Pleasure, and uh, his most recent project that I'm involved with, uh, the sub-two-minute-per-song cover group, Roger Cover, Nuka Valley, Class 2005's own, Brian Bedford. Welcome, Brian. Yeah. Happy to be here. I'm pretty psyched. Nice. Yeah, I used to, uh, we talked about my, my car from high school back in the day. I had a Fast and the Furious-style Mazda, and there was a sticker inside that said, Spin Perry, Pimp My Ride. So I... I've been a fan for a long, long time. Um, this week... Many stories about that Mazda. Well, that's because you half destroyed it, Megan. I mean, damn, yeah. I sat down at this passen- seat and it, like, collapsed. <laughs> yeah, you turned my passenger seat into a bed. You were in the car when the muffler exploded and fell <laughs> off. Um, you were so kind of a jinx. I think you broke the sunroof at some point, too, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken. Maybe that was somebody else, but I'm pretty sure that was you, given your track record. Um, Dave, what movie are we talking about this week, and where can we stream it? Uh, film from 2004. Uh, it's called The Girl Next Door. You can stream it on Amazon, iTunes. There's a really bad pirated copy on YouTube if you want to go that way, but just pay the three ninety nine. I mean, come on. That's right. okay. Um Quick synopsis is not very quick from Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes they're a little long, <laughs> long-winded, unfortunately, but here we go. Uh, boy meets girl who's already met all sorts of boys and girls. Miss uh, <laughs> teen slanted comedy. Matthew Kidman is a straight-laced and highly ambitious high school student who plans to study at Georgetown University and dreams of a career in politics. He wants to be president. While most of his classmates are in the throes of an epidemic of senioritis, Matthew is obsessed with schoolwork and has a hard time relaxing and having fun. But he finds himself a bit less focused on his future career when Danielle, a beautiful 19-year-old blonde, moves in next door. Danielle is playful, spontaneous, and doesn't always remember to draw her shades. And before long, Matthew is head over heels in love. Danielle soon finds herself taken with Matthew as well, but their relationship takes an unusual turn. When he discovers that before she moved to town, Danielle had a successful career as a porn actress. Matthew is able to convince Danielle that she's cut out for better things in life and uh, then, sorry, then appearing in porn videos, but his advice doesn't especially please Kelly or Hugo, two porn moguls. I don't know if Kelly's a mogul, but he's not. uh, Who who figure Matthew owes them big time after convincing their leading lady to drop out of the adult industry. 
Man. Woo! Take a drink, Dave. God damn, that was a... Yeah, it's a little... Oof. It's it's a little dry. It's a little dry. <laughs> it is wordy and somehow about as long as this movie and left out a lot of stuff because it was really trying to hammer home the puns for whatever mm-hmm. reason this time around. Um, Big Sis, if you could, give us a quick rundown of who's in this movie. All right, I'm going to try to pronounce everything correctly this, this week. You won't. <laughs> we have Emil Hirsch as Matthew Kidman, yeah. our, our hero. Um, Elijah, no, Alicia Cuthbert. Oh, yeah. Well, to, to soft you, Cuthbert. Cuthbert, oh, <laughs> as Danielle. Uh, Timothy Oliphant as Kelly. James Remar as Hugo Posh. Mark. Yeah. Okay. Chris Marquette is Eli. Paul Dano as Clitz, which I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with that name. Uh, yep. Olivia Wilde is Kelly. Sunny Leone as a cameo appearance. I think she might be one of the porn stars. Anyone? Probably, I think she was at the yeah. convention. Yep. Probably. Okay. Um, Amanda Swiston as April, one of the other porn stars. Sung Hee Lee as Ferrari third porn mm. star and then i don't really think there's anyone else that deserves a shout if anyone disagrees not not timothy bottoms okay from it's my bush All he right. played george bush in, in, in that show that the south park guys did after that show was before. great yeah 9 11 happened and they had to cancel it yeah. all right well he played mr kidman so apologies mm-hmm. i haven't seen that oh god he did yeah his, his catchphrase on that show it was like a takeoff of the honeymooners his catchphrase was one of these days, Laura, I'm gonna punch you in the face. God. <laughs> like, just, they have like a wacky next door neighbor at the White House. That was a man. I would love to rewatch that show. That was a good mm. one. I think um, I still got it. <laughs> I hope so. I, I would I was super into it. And like I said, man eleven happened. I'm like, oh, it's bad taste to make a wacky comedy song the president right now. Um Let's quick go around the horn here. Uh, memories of the first time we saw this. Dave, uh, what did you um, first encounter this movie? Uh, well, it came out like a month before graduation. I think I saw it with, I don't remember exactly who I saw it with, but I saw it in the theater. Um, I remember thinking it was pretty good at the time. That's really all I can. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. <laughs> Dana, did you, uh, have you seen this before the podcast? Um. I think so. I thought so, but I didn't really remember any much about it. So, mm. question mark. Unclear if I'd seen this movie before. Okay. What about you, Bedford? I definitely saw it before. I'm pretty sure. So, the, our spin period band, we had a band room back in high school. I'm pretty sure we all watched it together down there. And I think we had the movie poster on the wall. <laughs> but I right. may be remembering that wrong. <laughs> that sounds right. That very much sounds right. I, I bet CJ was probably super into this, knowing yes. what high school CJ was all about. Uh, Megan, had you seen this before the podcast? I had seen the movie cover. Yeah, yeah. That's about where I am. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I had never seen this before the podcast. Um, I, I was very aware of it. Like I knew this movie existed. I knew kind of what the premise was, but somehow never really got around to seeing it. Dave, having seen this before and then seeing it again as an adult, did this make the grade for you or should they have held this back? 
Uh, it was it was fine. It was nothing special. I was definitely dumber back in the days, and I'm like, this is so cool. Look, there's naked people in a movie. This is great. Um, that was your voice back then. That's true. We have the accent and everything. Cool, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there were some holes in, in the movie. The the plot you can kind of fight with it a little bit and be like, why would they do that? That was completely mm-hmm. unnecessary. They Kelly didn't need to go to the bank with with Matt ever. Why Why would they do that? Why? Why are these uh-huh. things? Yeah. So it's full of plot holes. And uh, yeah, it was turned out to be pretty terrible. So second watch, <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> Dana, how about you? Did this make the greater should they have held this back? Um, I'm going to say, okay. So I was just trying to figure out what movie I thought this was. So I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen this movie before. <laughs> I thought this was She's Out of My League with uh, Jay Bacharel. I don't know why. Oh, I oh Jay Baruchel. Oh, yeah, I remember that guy? Yeah. Some <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I remember I, I thought I knew this, and that's why. It's a completely different movie. So um, after having watched this movie, uh, it did not make the grade. I'm, I'm not going to fail it, but I, I could not understand any, like, why things the machinations of the movie just made no sense to me. So I really wasn't feeling it. It's not terrible, but it definitely, like, I've seen better movies. I'm sure we all have, but yeah, no, not great. Uh, Bedford, you're up next. Um, having watched this as an adult, did this make the grade or should they have held this back? Uh, it's definitely not a good movie, but I still had fun watching it. So there's that. <laughs> That's worth something, I guess. <laughs> Big sis, your call. Make the greater. Hold this back. So I feel like the first half, if, if, it, if it was just the first half, I would have said, yeah, it made the grade. Like, I love Eliza Cuthbert, um, and I, even though I can't pronounce her name, she's on That's The fine. Ranch, which, like, has anyone watched The Ranch on Netflix? No. I started it. Did not like Ashton it. Ashton Kutcher. And yeah. Danny yeah, Masterson. but serial rapist Danny Masterson is in that. <laughs> but either way, um, and who's the guy? Uh, Sam, El- is it Tim Elliott? Sam Elliott. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some good people on that show. Anyway, so I'm like a big fan of hers. And so the first half of the movie, I was like, okay. And it was, it was kind of like ridiculous, but in a fun way, like a, a little bit like um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Out might be. But then mm-hmm. the second half, I was like, wait, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It gets, like, it gets dark. Yeah. Like you were, you were like a promising student and then you just didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm right there with you. Like this, not only should they have held this back, this should have been sent to like a remedial program somewhere. Jeez. Okay. Some so- kind of alternative high school for like troubled youth. Um, Damn. Okay, fine. This what movie. Listen, I I'm gonna I'm gonna burn it down real quick. <laughs> First and foremost, I feel like it didn't know what movie it wanted to be. Yes. Because yeah. the first 45 minutes is what I thought it was a wacky teen sex romp, which is like my favorite genre of teen movie. Um, not because I have some kind of a weird fascination on like horny teens, but because I feel like watching teenagers bumble around having no idea what they're doing with the opposite sex is always very funny. Um, So the first like 45 minutes is that. And I'm like, this is exactly what I expected. Then you get like 30 minutes of very heavy, sappy rom-com, like, like a heavy, not Christopher Sparks, but 
like a knockoff of that kind of overdone emotion. And then you get like 20 minutes of action thriller movie all of a sudden. It, it was all over the fucking place. Number one, way too goddamn long. This movie should have been 88 minutes and then credits. Like, I don't know why they made this like two hours long. Um, we talked about, I think that might have been during um, John Tucker, that none of us really felt like that movie was long. I felt the length in this one. This I, yeah. There was a moment when, when they get to the porn convention, I'm like, all right, so we have like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, there's an hour left. <laughs> like, what are we doing for an hour? Um, I, I just kind of, a lot of that didn't work for me. The, the twists and turns that this plot goes through at the end, I'm just like, what are we doing? Like, pick one idea and run with it. Um, I was talking to a uh, friend of the pod, Bobby Clawson, about this over the weekend. Because mm. he, he had not seen it. He's like, oh, what's it about? And I, wrote, I texted him and I wrote up what it's about. I'm like, this is a paragraph, like, dense of plot moves and twists. What I thought this movie was... Um, there's two trailers. So I, I went back and watched both trailers. So I'm like, this is not what I was promised in the trailer. They have one trailer that is very clearly slanted toward horny teenage boys, <laughs> where it is all like clips of Danielle being sexy and the porn stars making out in a limo. And, you know, they're shooting a porn movie and all of that stuff is in that trailer. And there's another trailer very clearly that they would put before like, female-driven movies at the time where it's all about this man who will do whatever it takes to win the heart of the girl that he loves. And I'm like, oh, I saw that first trailer. That's what I thought this was. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like this dude finds this girl who he thinks is super hot. Yeah, She's into him. It turns out she's a porn star. And then he has to try to like figure out how to have sex with her and also not fully embarrass himself because he has no experience. Guys, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's spend 45 minutes of me trying to learn what a vagina is. <laughs> I would have enjoyed that movie. This wasn't that. This was, who yep. oh boy. Um, yeah, I hated this. I hated it. I got really mad watching it. Yep. Uh, I was frustrated throughout. I All just right. kept on saying to myself, like, why are you doing this to me? Um, I texted at the end of it, I texted Bobby and Tony, I'm mad having watched this. I'm Dude. mad that they made it. I'm mad at Dave for picking it. Okay. <laughs> so, That's um, like I was I, I think a lot of it was the, the feeling of a bait and switch. And I, I had this um, when I was of the age watching Coyote Ugly, because they pulled the same thing where they have one trailer that's for horny boys and one trailer that's for like their female yeah. fan base. And I went to that movie thinking it was going to be one thing and then left having seen a very different film. Um, so I'm going to have hot takes all throughout. I've Can't wait. A lot of fun. Oh, there's and more? None of them are any good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. How can there possibly be more? They can't all be winners, man. I mean, they, they, they can't all be winners. You got to talk about some losers sometimes. It's yeah, okay. You know, okay. and there, there were some performances that I loved, but overall this movie really did not make the grade for me in any kind of way. Um, before we jump into the recap and kind of dig into the movie here, uh, does anybody have any fun facts about this one? I have a few. Because um, I noticed pretty early on, I probably didn't notice back in the day because I hadn't seen the movie yet, 
this movie bears a striking resemblance to another teen film from the 80s called uh, Risky Business. Has anyone seen that one? I have not. Yeah. I, Dude, I, have, I, seen I have not either. Yeah, no. Oh, if, oh my God. If you, if you go side to side, there's a lot of striking similarities to it. And I actually found out that this was supposed to be a remake of Risky Business. That's where, that's where the concept started. And eventually they're like, I guess we can make it close to it, but it's not going to be the same thing. So we'll just make it its own movie and we'll call it The Girl Next Door. It's kind of the way that that worked out. But it didn't just share the plot. I guess the composer for the film, Paul Haslinger, is a member of a band called Tangerine Dream. And that band actually provided the music for Risky Business as well. So a little happy coincidence there. It's a great um, band name. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. I like that. Um, so Timothy Oliphant, who I'm going to call Oliphantastic for the rest of this. Um, that scene where he drives him out to Hugo Posh's house and just kind of slaps the shit out of him. He really hurt him. Beats him. That was very real. Apparently, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is a kind of a method guy and likes to really, you know, if I'm going to slap you around, I'm going to slap you around. That was real blood on his face. And the way that he's kind of like doubled over and sort of like facing down, it's because <laughs> some guy with rings on his hand just smacked him in the face a bunch. So um, I like to go to Roger Ebert sometimes when he has some particularly interesting oh, movie. Okay. He, can't wait. Yeah. he was not a fan. 1.5 stars. He described it as, quote, a nasty piece of business and faulted the movie studios for marketing it as a teen comedy. So, Crooks, you are correct. That, uh, that trailer you saw was not even close <laughs> to what it really was. Another quote that I, that I thought was interesting from the review was, a good movie could presumably be made from this premise – a good movie can be made from anything and in, in the right hands and way. But, uh, but this is a dishonest quiz inducing quote comedy that had me feeling uneasy and then unclean. <laughs> <laughs> who, who in the world would read this script and think it was acceptable? Wow. Bravo. Oh, wow. Ebert, you know it. Yeah. And I he thought right. I thought Crooks' review was harsh, but I mean, <laughs> no, sorry. No, me and Eber were like this. We're on the same page. <laughs> no, because I'm sure he's in a theater watching one of the other movies he's reviewing and sees this and he's like, oh, cool, teen sex comedy. Maybe this will be good. And it turns out to be something completely different. But I felt lied to. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, same thing. I didn't realize it was meant to be funny because I don't think I laughed. <laughs> I laughed once. At, at all? I got one, I got one genuine laugh. I'll, I'll bring it up when it happens. It Brave. might have, yeah, like maybe something Timothy Oliphant, uh, Oliphantastic does. <laughs> Oliphantastic! Um, but otherwise, I have nothing. Um, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I guess this is a drama. And I'm like, oh, good to know. You know, nice change of pace after last week's, you know, actual teen comedy. Um, so yeah, I didn't realize it was meant to be funny. Yeah, I had a point where my notes just go, oh, this is a serious drama now. <laughs> like, things took a turn. All right, guys. Uh, without further ado, should we get into this recap? Uh, Dave, take it away. Sounds good. Um, it gets right off to a weird start. Um, you see a woman putting uh, lipstick on, and there's kind of this breathy talk. Like, it's one of those weird, like, casting couch kind of situations. Like, oh, yeah, that's good. Keep doing that. Awesome. 
Uh, and then it just kind of morphs really quickly into uh, senior student photos. And I thought that was right away, just we are off to, we are off to the races. Very interesting start. So this is going to be dirty, but also it's going to be about going to school. So let's combine and those I two gotta, things as quickly as possible. I got to say, one of the things that I think bothered me the most, and I'll bring it up numerous times as it happened, they started a whole bunch of storylines and didn't finish any of them. Sure. So they give this this woman that we see in the very beginning a whole storyline about how she like won state at soccer and all this and that. We never see her again. Okay. Just pick a character from the movie and give. I mean, we never see her again. Not even like in the background of the scene. And this is a pretty interesting. This is a good high school for sports. They won state lacrosse <laughs> and state soccer. Maybe the same year. That's that's crazy good. Goddamn yeah. Nutrier. Yeah. And then it kind of just does like a best days of our lives montage. Like, oh, we're having a great time. We're all just kind of just hanging out, taking pictures as friends. You know, let me, let me put my hand around your shoulder. Be like, eh, this is cool. We're having a great time. And then, there's the se- and then there's the senior prank. And they end up beating up the mascot and then humping him really hard in the ground. Pretty awesome. Um, and then we meet our main character, Matthew Kidman. Nicole Kidman was married to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was in Risky Business. Coincidence? Oh, okay. No way. No way. Not, not, not <laughs> um, And he's just, he's full of, he's like almost immediately full of regret. There's this little prompt where he's supposed to write something about himself. I will always remember what I did in high school, but he doesn't want to talk about the things he does academically or as part of uh, student council president or anything like that. He's just like, I haven't done anything cool that's worthy of talking about. And, you just see him full of regret. He even tries, he talks with his two friends uh, that, that are apparently his uh, two friends. One of them, uh, the quiet introvert kind of type and the other, the uh, sex fiend uh, future director. Apparently he was inspired by e- Eli Roth at, at the time, which is an inconvenient. And they're just like, we should, you know where we should go? We, everyone's going to the beach. No, nobody cares. Why do we keep caring? Why do we keep caring? And uh, there's this kind of like montage sort of thing where he runs out to his car. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm definitely going to do it. And instead of doing it, he just ends up sitting in the car like, I, this is just not me. This is just not who I am. Um, also, didn't one of the, didn't one of his friends say the beach is for fags, man? Like, I just wrote that comment yeah. down and I was like, what? This yeah. Movie, yeah. Um, why is this even a comment? A lot of that. There's no better time than at the very beginning of this problematic fucking movie to go ahead and dig into what's your problem. Uh, so as Megan pointed out, uh, they drop F-bombs for gay men on no fewer than like three or four occasions, I feel like. Um, I have a lot here, so I'm going to hang back in the cut. Anybody else want to jump off with things that they found problematic about this movie? Eli's just really excited about banging everybody and he makes his, and he makes his feelings known uh, very, very explicitly. Um, <laughs> what else do we got here? Um, I mean, well, every- Eli, Eli, yeah, everything he says, everything he does, he's walking around high school in a vivid video hat. Like, <laughs> come on, man. No, I, I was just like, yeah. So, so, so those videos, they're like super, clear and sharp they're they're vivid right yeah this is definitely not pornography it's 
it's definitely pornography. No, it's it's porno, man. It's just, yeah, it's, it's porno with a plot. Yeah. Um, everything about Kelly. Ha! Boy, howdy. God damn. I he literally wrote down, oh. I don't understand when he first, <laughs> when he first appeared on the screen. Well, no, they started the shoes and going, yeah, they're like, okay, those pants, don't get it. Uh, weird tattoo, don't get it. All right, cool. Cool hair, though. Pretty that awesome. hair 45 was rings. incredible. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he basically is, yeah, he's basically the classic womanizer, like, take advantage of everyone person and, like, basically the, I don't know, a fuck boy, I guess, of, of the generation. I think he's a fuck man. Okay, well, I, well, I don't <laughs> he's old. I have no idea how old any of these people are. Yes. No, okay, okay. On that topic, I did not know Danielle was 19 until uh, Rotten Tomatoes told me. Yeah. I had no idea how old she was. I don't think they ever mentioned it. At one point, um, Matt says, oh, she's my age. I'm like, is she though? Like, based on what we, I, I had no idea how old she was supposed to be or how old Kelly is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it counts for what's her problem. We can talk about maybe more on that in another time. But yeah, I guess we talked about Eli, but literally everything about him. Like, I think I wrote down at one point, he gives her advice to like get Danielle. He gives Matt the advice to get Danielle really drunk in order yeah. to have sex with her. And I was like, what? What? That sounds illegal. Like, consent. Uh, My his, friend, consent. His exact quote is, get her really drunk so the true porn star comes out. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, was, that was step two. Step one was to nag her because uh-huh. mystery is all through all of these movies. The pickup artist was hot in these streets, I guess, at the time because I, this is like the fourth or fifth movie where somebody's trying to make a girl to, to, to let her know that he's into them. I mean, that was, that whole hookup scene itself was a mess. Yeah. yeah. And then I think at one point, um, we haven't talked about him, but there is an exchange student that we try to get and uh, into the country and um, they're at a bank and something happens, but the um, teller says, I don't, I don't care about your rice boy. And that was yep. just like, yo, damn genie. <laughs> Um, that yeah, Jeannie was so sweet until then. I was like, whoa, whoa, that is Listen, very racist, my ma'am. Um, tone it down. Um, the, the whole Samyang storyline to me was a lot to handle. First and foremost, he, the, the character itself was approaching Long Duck Dong territory. Like, they didn't hit a gong whenever they yeah. said his name, but like, they might as well have. Um, I, there, there's, a, there's at least one student, I've only watched this once, ordinarily I watched them twice, but I'm like, Ooh, once is enough for this. I don't know if it's the same character every time or if multiple guys at this school openly talking about wanting to fuck Samyong in the butt. Yes. That is the a that? lot of that. I'm going to fuck that kid so hard. I'm like, why? Why is that a regular thing to yell out? Um, I've I'm also going to see... What was I rewound that scene at the party because I was like, did he just say that? I thought he said <laughs> no reaction. Matt's like, yeah, okay, fuck something, got it. Oh, sure. Um, and then they also uh, they have a scene, it's kind of a dream sequence, I guess, where they show Cambodia. That depiction of Cambodia, <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, like. 
I know Pol Pot did a number on Cambodia with the Khmer Rouge, yeah. but like the the version of Cambodia they show us in this movie is offensive. It's lovely. <laughs> I would like, just close to being like I'm never going back to the states. I thought Cambodia was amazing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that whole. I feel like we. I don't even done... understand it. Like, I, <laughs> what did it actually add? Because we needed a reason for him to have thousands of dollars. Like, we could have come but up with anything we? else. But we did we? That whole no. storyline could have been cut out. Like, the, no. the, that's, that's one of these examples where they start a storyline that goes nowhere. They have no reason to finish it. My first thought was, you're a senior. You're a student body president now. Some young will be at your school next year. Why are you so invested in this? It's the yeah. end of the school year. He's not mm. coming until next school year. But yeah, that whole Sum Young storyline, I'm like, that was what you came up with for a reason he needs money, not like not that he just needs money. Else. Not just that right. he needs money for Georgetown, like period. Yeah. No, no. it's it's gotta be Sum Young, the Cambodian next Einstein genius. Wait, God wait. damn. Oh, and then when he gets off the plane and he's like, you better fucking like be a genius or whatever that yeah, was. You better, be next, you better cure, cure cancer or whatever. Yeah, you better <laughs> cure cancer. It's like, God. You know what I had to do? I had to Fuck. make a porno at school for you, kids. <laughs> and get rich. <laughs> right. I had to get rich for your raggedy ass. Exactly. I also, um, I felt like the entire take that this movie has on the adult film industry we, I think right now we're in a much more sex positive culture broadly. Yeah. This, I, I, it, it's been a long time since I witnessed something that was just like sex negative about everything. Mm. Um, we talked about how Eli basically tells Matt that he can just do whatever he wants to Danielle because she's a porn star. I mean, it very much just like, yeah, do whatever you feel like to her. Like, she's not a person. Um, Clits. Which, I mean, all of my notes until he explains his name has his written down as Klutz. I'm like, well, there's no way his name is Klutz. That's not a real thing. But yeah. he, it, within seconds of meeting a porn star, tells her that he'd do things to her that he wouldn't do to a farm animal. That's not okay. Um, the whole kind of presentation that they deliver of what the adult film industry is like is basically like women who are either super sad that this is what their life has become or they are like so brain damaged and dumb that they don't realize that their life is horrible. It, 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 it feels like everyone that's in it is very exploited and exploitative, um, topped off by oof, very, very bubbly light porn star April saying that she lost her virginity at 10. Jesus and that's like a funny joke. Moving on. Like, okay, no, we didn't <laughs> lose your virginity at 10. You got, you were the victim of child sexual abuse. Like it's not, I was 10. I'm like, uh, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Uh, Also God. like just the way that they presented them at the prom, it was like, wouldn't, they were just like, obviously these are escorts. Like it is what my like, <laughs> <laughs> the way the way that they were presenting themselves and the way that they were dressing and like all this stuff like as a school administrator I would have definitely thought that and like they there would was not no, have been allowed into prom oh no hundred percent but there was like no reason for them to be presented as escorts 
mm-hmm. Megan, they're not real people. They're in porn, you see. Uh, Dana, you, you said that you've chaperoned prom before. Would you have allowed uh, this whole thing to go down with Ferrari and her nine-foot-tall platform black heels to show up with a tube top? So it wouldn't have been, like, my place to have to receive <laughs> the children. It was just more, more my job to walk around and make sure they weren't hiding in uh, corners because we were, like, at the aquarium and, like, not like spirit so oh, it wouldn't fancy. have been my place to have to say like uh your date's gotta cover up but there would definitely be times you'd be like um i don't know about that like but yeah. i had no authority i was just there because i thought it'd be fun to see the kids all dressed up so i don't know if that would have flown i probably would uh, but no, think... it's a, it was a quaker school so we don't we try not to judge no, sure. oh Peaceful. i did not know it was a quaker school okay yeah. mm-hmm. So it was. All so, right. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things um, that, I, that I, oh, I mean, oh, we could do the whole fucking movie in this segment. Um, <laughs> Kelly, on multiple occasions, tries to recruit high school girls to do porn yeah. and talks about how much she wants to see these high school students having sex. And I'm like, I mean, I mean they may they're be probably not 18. I mean, they're probably not 18, man. And if they are, it's like, I I graduated at 17. (laughs) Like, Bobby Clawson was 17 until like October of his first semester at college. (laughs) Yeah, they they could have been of age. He doesn't fucking know that. I don't think he knows what grade they're in. He's over here just talking to every girl that he sees. He wants to film them fucking under the bleachers. I'm like, oh. No, he's propositioning. It's Olivia Wilde and Autumn Reeser. I was like, yeah, Taylor Townsend. Fucking crazy. And uh, one of them says, well, I'll be 18 in a few months. He's like, ah, you ever had any pictures taken? I'm like, okay. (laughs) You're supposed to walk away. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kelly also likes to just give people ecstasy. Yeah. Without telling me. I thought that was. Sure does. Everything hey, about hey, Kelly. I'm going to go back to my original statement. Everything about Kelly is problematic. He's not but a good person. Is it wrong that I still liked his character? I just loved Timothy oh. Olyphant. So I was just he, like, let it all just like roll. I was like, oh, Kelly. You're just Definitely so silly. the best part of the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that guy has charisma. He's up there with sweetness for me in terms of charisma. So, um, oh, he's got more charisma than sweetness. <laughs> he might. He, it's a different kind of charisma but i think um his character i think um part of it you know he's got kind of like a manic energy about that makes him fun yeah it was to the point that when he had his heel turn at the convention i was shocked i'm like oh you're a bad guy mm. like i thought you were fun and like yeah. a fun right. dude to hang out with that heel turn caught me in a in a way that i probably haven't been caught by a heel turn since guys I knew he was a bad guy the whole time. I didn't. Hmm. I really didn't. I, Pay I attention thought to he the was. Cute. Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I just kind of felt like, you know, I, I kind of felt like he's not necessarily a bad guy, but um, I thought he was operating on his own agenda. I didn't when he when he like threw Matt into the shelving unit and was like, "Look here, you son of a bitch!" I'm like, "Oh, mm. oh no." Like, I thought, this like, isn't a fun guy. guy. Let's fight. Well, I'm not yeah. going to get you anymore. Back off. 
This is my, this is my world. Don't fuck yeah. with the man and his money, okay? No, that's <laughs> they, no, they're 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 pretty much making the porn business the mafia, the way that they're making these 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 characters like bosses, and they're like you're messing with my business. You know what happens when you mess with my business? I steal money from your Cambodian exchange student. And as, as a reminder, Danielle is nineteen. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we we should some, go back and maybe introduce Danielle. <laughs> oh yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Let's sure. explain who and what she is. Well, she's the girl next door, obviously, Danielle. She's house sitting for her aunt for a couple weeks and uh, drives up in a sky blue VW Bug. I always liked that car. A very the car of hot girls for that old Jeep Wrangler. I hate yeah. that car. Oh, you don't like it? I never liked it. Bummer. Um, so they have their. Well, it's a situation where Matt's just in his room and where she's going to sleep is right across magically. And she's undressing and Matt's just like, oh, oh. And the she sees. Is peeping on her. She, she sees and within, what is it, 20 seconds, she is across ringing the doorbell and yeah. uh, introducing herself to his parents. And uh, they suggest, hey, you should take her out, show her around town. And he's like, what? Okay, cool. All right. This will definitely work out. And, um, uh, yeah, she fucks with him, and it's pretty funny. She's like, you, I strip for you. Guess what? You do it for me. Right in front of the car, middle of the street, and uh, she drives away. Takes his underwear, too. Opens the door and grabs it. That that, that, that takes a lot of dexterity. I was very impressed. Dexterity. I have yeah. an aside here also. Sure. What is it with all the terrible underwear? Oh, Man. the boxers and the tidy whities all, all well, The tidy whities and the last... The last show of like she has these like yep. giant black underwear, then they're like. Oh. I was gonna say we saw humongous underwear last week. His briefs were like Don Draper, nineteen fifties. We just discovered elastic kind of briefs. Yeah, well, it was filmed back in O two. I don't know if the underwear revolution had happened yet. The underwear revolution of two thousand fourteen. No, no, definitely hadn't happened yet. Everyone was still wearing those and didn't realize that boxer briefs are the best. Anybody? No? Okay. No, I'm a, I'm a briefs guy myself. I, I was what? boxers wow. for a, yeah. Listen, I was boxers for a long time. Um, then I, I spent most of my high school and college years as a commando fella. Wow. And now I, I appreciate some briefs. Um, everything stays where it's supposed to be. You got juice there, fella. You're a commando fella. <laughs> <laughs> if it's yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's brown, cider town. So Matt is uh, stuck in the street, nude, and just starts running after the car, like, wait, wait, don't leave. Where did he find an inner tube? Great that question. is a great question. Where did that come from? <laughs> did, did, did he like run? I'm like, I'll, I'll run in the first yard, and since I guess everyone in this neighborhood has a pool, of course they'll have a big inner tube that I can wear around my waist to cover my. He might as well have had a barrel with shoulder straps on it. <laughs> yes. That would have been even funnier, and I would have laughed more if something like that happened. True. Um, so Matt's just—he's, you know, he's pissed that he fully nude in the neighborhood and people saw him. But he's—he's he's like, "Well, what's going on here? I'm a big fan. I like her attitude." Uh, so the next couple scenes, like, yeah, Matt cuts class to hang with Danielle when she shows up, and he looks out the window, and she can just see him. She pulls up at the perfect spot where he is in class. Just what are like, the odds? Hey, come on out! And he runs away, misses a pop quiz. 
Does he jump out that window to go see I her? No, I think he just runs out when the teacher's back's turned. He's like, I hope nobody no- notices that door is swinging or had just been opened and doesn't notice Who that. Knows? I the pop quiz is another story that never comes back. We linger yes. on it. We think his grades are going to be in the shitter. They never come back to that. Yep. And the security guard outside the school, we never come ah. back to. They make yep. a big deal about that, dude. He's inconsequential. Yeah. Two more things that don't fucking matter that they put in this movie for no goddamn reason. No, he ends up just not doing his job. He's supposed to mark down all the license plates that leave. And whenever those kids leave the campus and run away, there's like, yeah, we'll figure out a way to screw with him and he's just bad at his job and then when she leaves she's just like let me just give him a wink and that'll definitely do it and it did so they were able to get away and just hang out and have a good time they end up uh swimming in the back of the principal's house random just completely random they pick that house to go swimming at uh what are the odds we have no reason why she knows there's a pool there she just gambles and gets it right i guess almost get caught but you know he he can't get in trouble yet, so you have to kind of string it along. So they so so they're able to get away before anybody gets caught. Uh, Another story that goes nowhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring yeah. The principal saw them. Never comes back. Yeah, the principal's just like, yeah, cool. Uh, who is that? Yeah, I recognize that. No, you know what? It's cool. They Doesn't laugh. Matter. Whatever. They do it for no reason. Um, then they go to that party with those cool dudes and Danielle's there, and they're just like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna hit on this girl. We're gonna. Because he's such a pushover, all we have to do is say that there's no room at the party and just say he has to leave. And it almost works. Yeah, but it also seemed like uh, just before we, you know, Matt, you know, gets his courage up. But before that, it seems like Hunter has like a whole like wordless like body cue things that he gives to his friends that like separates Danielle from Matt. And I'm like, is this like a tried and true thing where he just gives oh, like, yeah. a nod? And, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is so gross. It's horrible. I thought they were drugging Danielle. They bring her a drink. I'm like, okay, they're going to drug her here. Mm. Yeah, it was creepy, and I didn't like it. I will will say, the one thing that I felt about this movie positively, I think when I think of the cool kids from our high school, this was pretty much on the nose for what I imagined they were like. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't really overdo... What cool kid? They're just basically like assholes who don't care about anything and they all have trucks and they're fun. Like this, I wrote down, like this is a pretty accurate depiction of what I imagined the cool kids from Nico were like when they had that mm-hmm. scene of them all like going to the beach. We didn't have a beach because, you know, we're landlocked, but we had no Centennial Beach, man. Oh, Centennial is yeah. a pool with some sand in it. Stop. <laughs> That's not beach. even a beach. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a sandstone quarry. Gross. Ugh, the grossest. But yeah, I, I did appreciate the depiction of cool kids and also the fact that they weren't like, they didn't really have a cool kid storyline. It yeah. was just like they showed up every once in a while to be cooler and like more popular than Matt and have him kind of brood at them and that was it. Yeah. But you know what? He resists. And you know what? I need to take my shot or else he thinks he's going to lose his opportunity and runs up and kisses her right in front of everybody and this is the appearance of the first david gray song of the film if anyone else is a david gray fan oh, it, love that love this song love it that, that song is fantastic and it comes up again and it only i just really like that song i figured i'd yeah. mention it um that one 
and Babylon were like a big part of like college for me for some reason. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of singer songwriters and, and that song would come on the box back in college and no, in a high school and, and, and oh, watched the it. box yeah if you really wanted to see a song you could pay 3.99 and have it queued and wait oh, hold on time. nana are you not familiar with the box i don't know what this is i don't know what it is either so it's fine okay so it was it was channel 99 yeah and it was it was just music videos all day long and on the bottom they'd have like a number it had to call in right Mm -hmm. there was like a number you would call in what's Mm -hmm. up it was a tv station called the box Mm -hmm. the box it was a number on the bottom of the screen that you would call into and then like punch in the numbers of the video that you wanted to see. So the bottom of the screen, it would scroll with all the different numbers of all the videos they had available. Mm-hmm. And then you'd call in and punch in the number and they play that one next. Yep. Um, things that were big on the box, uh, Blue by Eiffel 65, oh, I yeah. first saw on the box. That was a fixture. Um, Bump by Cottonmouth Kings. Uh. Bump by Cottonmouth Kings is big on there. Uh, Oh, what was, um, oh, shit, uh, Steal My Sunshine by Lynn, which uh-huh. is a song I still fucking love, was all on the box. That was, I miss the box, man. I, sure it was just music videos. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's if like, you it's, steal my sunshine, so brother and a- sister, way too grabby on each other in that video. And yeah. <laughs> There's a new technology. It's called YouTube. Yep. It this is before, this was before YouTube by five or six years. I'm just <laughs> this saying. Is way before. If you miss the box, you just go on YouTube. I don't want to curate my own list. I want to see what other people from around the country want to pay four dollars to watch instead oh. of me doing it all myself. You can you can follow me. I have I do all my music on YouTube. Yeah, let's let Megan like does not do Spotify or like iTunes. So like Megan like she's like I run to my oh, YouTube man. playlist. And I'm like what? I don't understand this. So, <laughs> and, so anyway. <laughs> So they have a great time. And uh, of course, Eli, being who he is, has to ruin it, drops a bomb. Danielle used to be a pornographic actress, and Matt becomes. Last week. Is uh, <laughs> actively still making porn. Becomes obsessed with it, can't get it out of his head. It's just everything is sex. Every time he sees her, there's this weird hallucination scene that really made me uncomfortable with. Uh, Doesn't like that. Dan- with uh, Dan- Danielle downstairs talking to. Matt's mom and then Matt's dad comes in and pulls down his zipper and Jesus Christ. She's um, blowing his dad and, and making up with his mom. And, and, and whenever he's, he, he's around her now until he finally realizes that she knows that he knows he just can't stop thinking about that and screws everything up. He takes her to a cheap motel cause he listens to an idiot who doesn't know anything. Eli. Basically the Stardust Motel. And yet <laughs> not even basically it may have even been worse than the Stardust Motel. Treats Danielle like like shit, like unbelievable, and uh, they drift apart. It's pretty terrible. He's heartbroken by it, and he's like, "Yeah, I definitely was an idiot, but that really bothered him." I will say, like top-notch acting from Cuthbert in this scene. Like, why didn't you tell me? Really good. I didn't want to tell you. None of your business. she started off um, really kind of giving off the, like, yeah, I'm down for this. Like, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, well, she's obviously calling her bluff here. But yes. then her emoting of, like, you really hurt my feelings. I felt really bad for her in that scene. Yeah. 
bravo for her. I should point out, I only know her from Happy Endings. Uh, yeah, or to Big I love Sis that show. For recommending also, yeah. Happy Endings to me. Another show. I, yeah, I love Yes. I, so Megan got me into Happy Endings. I have seen that whole top to bottom like 15, 20 times. They're reunionist tonight. So I'm watching that when we oh, finish shit. recording here. Yeah, it's on probably aired. like right. Did it already air? Yeah, I thought it was Monday. It was awesome. Was it Monday? I thought it was, yeah. I it was today. No. Um, oh, well, never mind. I'm watching them we finish anyway. But yeah, I, I've only seen her play like a very good natured dum dum, basically. She's only sexy in one episode of that show when she plays. Um, they have a Halloween party and she's dressed up like Marilyn Monroe in the seven year itch. But she also has like a really raspy voice for some reason, like laryngitis. It's the best. They, they're convinced um, her date that night is convinced she's a man and he's gay. So he's into this. And so I've only seen her get to act sexy one time because she has like a whole drag queen number on stage to win this contest despite being a full blown woman. To see her be this sort of over-the-top sexy in the first act of this movie, I'm like, I, I get it. You're, I mean, her mouth is never all the way closed for the first 45 minutes. It's always, like, just open a little bit, I feel like. Um, so she was fantastic. And then to watch her have this very sad turn, I'm like, yeah, this was, you were really acting in this. Um, bravo to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I liked her until this scene because I was like, wow, heartbreaking. Because she like, I think there's like certain parts of her monologue that are just like devastating about like being a woman and like yeah. whatever. And I was just like, oh, gut wrenching. Because yeah. before that, I was like, I don't know if I like what she's doing in this movie I was like, or what she's being asked to do. Because it is, her mouth's always open and she has yeah. to, I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't like this. I don't before like this that, she is just the manic pixie dream girl that just like, wants to make him do crazy things and is always overtly sexual all the time. And then she has a line that's like, do you even understand how it, and then like leaves it like that and she walks away. I'm like, okay, you are, this is some, some Julia Stiles, 10 things I hate about you, redemption acting out of you. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh God. We're going to get sued. <laughs> we got to, we got to support our girl because we destroyed her whole career for multiple episodes. It's all going to be fun. Um, so they drift apart, and Matt uh, feels like an asshole. Eventually, tail between his legs, goes back over to the house, tries to say, hey, can we talk? Enter Kelly. Oh. Probably the best character in the home movie. Um, it's Danielle's producer and former boyfriend. It's pretty much the opposite of Matt in every possible way. Actually, you know, stands up for himself. Uh, and it's He's just cool. a complete... Complete another dick and asshole. He's, he's, he's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're going to go out. And, uh, of course, where do you take a – I think he's 18. And where do you take a 19-year-old? The titty bar. Yeah. And that's the uh, one of the weird scenes where you see Mr. Peterson from earlier there. Um, and they end up getting uh, – Matt and him end up getting lap dances. And it's pretty funny seeing Emil Hirsch try to – light a cigar as someone i do like cigars and seeing someone be that that bad at it is very very funny um, this this lap dance scene was the one genuine laugh that i had um, yeah mr peterson is another character that doesn't need to be in the movie they introduced for no reason yeah it goes nowhere but mm -hmm. to watch them um have to try to act like they're not getting lap dances while they're getting lap dances and have like a reasoned 
calm conversation during that was fantastic. Yeah. Man. That was, yeah. I did openly laugh watching like, so where are you going? Georgetown? That's fun. As there's like <laughs> a butt like rubbing on his face. <laughs> that was kind of funny. We have this, we have this yeah. phrase at work. It's called business Barbie. And I feel like they were being business Barbies during this and just like <laughs> business Barbie is like when you're like, so in the zone and you're like, all this shit is happening around you, but you're like, you know, being all business. Yeah, they were very straight-faced, despite yeah. what was happening in all directions around them. Yeah, they, they actually had to put a couple pillows in Emil Hirsch's lap because he was underage. Oh, uh, my God, really? And he, and, <laughs> and he was getting a fake lap dance with pillows on because it would have been illegal for him to get a real one in any... Oh, my God. So, another fun fact. I should have put talked about that earlier, but... No, wait, you timed that perfectly. Um, so... Ke Kelly doesn't leave. He just sticks around, meets Matt at school, and chats up some classmates. He's like, "That's a primo talent. Look, look, look at all these girls around here." And he's uh, just this super cool dude in an old school muscle car. And Matt's like, "Yeah, we'll drive with you because I know you so well, and we'll go to the bank where I have to deal with a lot of money. That's my responsibility." And he mm -hmm. calls Kelly his student advisor to explain why he's there, and that comes up later and just completely. <laughs> blows up the world. Um, but uh, Kelly's there to convince Danielle to get back in the business. And she's like, fine, I'm into it. And they go okay. to the porn convention in Vegas. This, this was a moment that this is where I was like, what are we even doing here? Yeah. Before this point, Danielle has shown no desire whatsoever to stop making porn. She's 19. So, like, she probably just started at most, like, a year and a half ago. Um, we, she had no problem giving Kelly, like, her new address where she was going to be staying. She was fine with him coming over to probably spend the night or whatever. She was going to go to this convention and not even say goodbye to Matt first. Um, she didn't seem to have any, like, reservations about going to this. We were given no reason to think that she wanted to leave porn before this that's that's her job like, but, well i thought maybe so she has a change of heart based upon matt being it, it doesn't make sense i i don't i was gonna say this earlier i don't really get why she cares about because i definitely thought she was older like not like it matters but i was like why does this like 22 year old care about right. the 17 year old boy this is creepy <laughs> so it just seemed like like i didn't get why she was into matt Matt didn't seem all that interesting. Seems kind of lame, but it's like he treats her poorly, and now she's like, "All right, I'm getting back in the game." It just seemed um, it's, like it kind of reminded me of those women who like, I don't know, like when you you like feel like you need to go to like sex to like feel validated. I don't like in a in weird a, sense that she needs she needs a man's attention or, yes. and love to be her driving force. Yes, like that's what I was just about to say that I feel like. It makes it seem like she has none of her own agency. If she needs a none. man to give her purpose, and yeah, don't love that. Don't look, love that. Not a good we, look. Not we were gonna hold off on this until later. I think now that we're talking about it, you you want to do love it first semester right here? Sure, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do a quick love it first semester. Um, why the fuck was I supposed to want these two to wind up together? Like I, we we know nothing about 
Danielle at all. Um, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you guys some questions. Uh, answer them if you know them. What are her interests? She likes to draw. What are her hopes? Oh, sure. Good. She, she, oh, no, no, no. Oh, she's listen, not a good listen, drawer, but she listen. likes to do it. I like to draw. Uh, <laughs> she she drew one time. Um, but he loved it. He did love it. What are her hopes and dreams? To not be in porn? No, <laughs> she, she was fine with it. She was it was loving it. Brian, uh, thank God you were here because the rest of us don't have any answers. <laughs> uh, Crickets. Follow up. She was in school at some point before quitting and going into porn. What was she studying? I think she was in high school. Yeah. That's what she did. Oh, that's what you're thinking? School. Yeah. Yeah. High school then went to porn? Yep. Um, do we know any bands that she likes or movies? Nope. Hers. What kind of, what kind <laughs> of food does she like? Oh. Right? Oh, yeah, she likes fries at the diner, right? Yeah, and Diet she Coke. Diet Coke, too. That's all. Yeah. We, she, she's the female lead in the romantic comedy, and we know not a goddamn thing about her. <laughs> Like, we know she's given nothing to do, which makes it very hard to cheer for them to be together. Uh, we also don't know why she likes Matt. Like, their whole meet-cute is him creeping on her as she's getting undressed. Mm. He's just kind of like a lame dork who doesn't know how to have fun. Um, she I, does have all the power in the relationship, though. Oh, all of it. Oh, well, it's new for her, it. right? So maybe she's into that. Who knows if it's new for her? We have no idea what she's been like before this movie. Yep. These two actors, I, I, I felt like they didn't really have any sexual chemistry to me. I felt a lot more last week between Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. Like that was some chemistry. On their date, they were cute. These two, I'm like, it's Who just- wouldn't a, have a, chemistry with Heath Ledger though? That man, oof. Yeah. Just yeah listen. I was like, oh man, Heath Ledger. Amazing. But on the same, the same token, who could not have chemistry with this version of Alicia Cuthbert? Like Neil Hirsch. We, we, <laughs> Great answer. We've, we've stated that I've had a long-standing blonde boycott. I could have, I could have gotten there with her in this movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, he is a high school senior who's moving across the country in like two months, and she throws away her entire lucrative porno career to be with him. I didn't, that didn't make any sense to me. And like, it just, it, it feels like we went from Peeping Tom watching you change a la Joe in you to I love you and would do anything in the world to be with you in two weeks time or less. Yeah. Dana, Megan, I feel like that would scare off every woman that I know to go from we just met to I love you that fast. Am I wrong in that? I, I'm not gonna like I, the, the whole fact that he's in high school just it's a very bad imbalance where I'm just like there yeah. is no world where I'm a grown-up you know because anybody who's not in high school is a grown-up um and being like yes I love this teenage boy who's about to go to college like no it just seems like very <laughs> weird to me like I don't care that she's 19 it just doesn't like I don't know. It just didn't compute for me. He also at some points like starts, which I don't mean to skip ahead, but like he is Do also it. throwing away his future for this girl. But I'm like, mm. bruh, mm -hmm. like go to Georgetown. I mean, he fucks off for a week at most. That's not really good. He, he loses his scholarship. Yeah, sometimes he it's never all had it, it to begin with. He <laughs> needed that 
I needed that to go to college, Karen. I needed that money, Karen. Of the three of them, he did seem like the least deserving, I have to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. of the three students we saw. Yeah, I was like, definitely he's not going to win this. No, the girl that cried about her immigrant experience should have gotten a scholarship. How did she not win, right? Okay, we don't get right? ahead. we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. All right, shall, it's, it's shall, we, shall we get back? No problem. Well, well one, one last thing in the, uh, right. in the relationship. And this, I feel like maybe I'm the only one who had a problem with this. Ugh, it feels like Matt. So, no, listen, the, 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 I feel strongly about this. It feels like the only reason Matt wants her to get out of porn is because he's like, well, I'm going to be president someday. I can't be married to a porn star. Mm -hmm. Like, he has no problem with hanging out with a porn producer or two. He's got no problem with her two friends who are in porn. He's like, oh, you guys stop making porn. The only one he cares about being in porn is Danielle and yeah. only because he wants to be with her. Mm -hmm. And this kind of feels like, well, I am an important man. I can't associate with a hoe. Like, it just, that, and, but also he uses it right away when it can benefit him. Well, it's like, well, I can't is, be with you. He is going to be president, so. And if we learned anything mean, the last four years, like, being affiliated with a porn star doesn't affect your presidential chances. Fuck, so. it might help. It might be <laughs> a benefit. Like, I... So just the whole thing felt very shallow to me <laughs> to be like, well, I'm okay with porn. I'm okay with you calling up your porn star friends to get me out of a jam, but you can't be fucking and sucking dudes on film no more because you're my woman now. I had a problem with that in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. So <laughs> Matt's, Matt's reaction, she's... She's going, she's leaving with Kelly. It's like, you, you know what, Matt? Matt's going to take his two best friends and we're going to Vegas. Let's do it. And I saw that skyline. I'm like, I really hope Vegas remains a thing after everything that's going on. I miss Vegas. I love Vegas. Man, right. um, they walk in. There's just scantily clad women everywhere and a bunch of weirdo looking dudes. And, uh, you know, the theme song of a porn convention, the perfect theme song, Methods of Mayhem, Get Naked. You guys remember that one i, I think I that was another song, in 15 song years. on the box back in the day man the big song oh, yeah back in the day um yeah. tommy lee's side project yeah they they he tries to get her back just like why won't you look at me please talk to me uh Ugh. and this is this is where the movie takes the dark turn i think kelly takes him's like let's talk about it bud come on takes him to the back's like it's not cute anymore pushes him against the wall and so on. You know, the method acting just, it looks real. Look how you really hurt him. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis over here. Good, good old Olafantastic <laughs> at his best. He's fantastic. While Clitz uh, and Eli hang out in the private lounge, pretend to be producers. And you, you know who walks through the scene right there? I Karen saw your McDougal. notes. I, Karen McDougal. I did not recognize her. I'm not going to pay to watch it again, but I yeah. did <laughs> The timeline is right. Yeah. Of uh, oh. Donald Wait. Trump. Oh, I was like, who? I just had to Google it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, yeah. Yeah. also at the, at the convention, speaking Karen McDougal and our sitting president, there was a huge banner of Stormy Daniels at the convention yep. as well. What? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you when they first walk in, it's like 
It's Stormy Daniels. I don't know who the second woman is. And also Alicia Cuthbert as Athena, all in the same gigantic poster together. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, things get a little hairy when, uh, you know, the nerd friends just talk shit. They just make stuff up that's stupid and people get pissed. Um, they, end, they end up jumping and falling on a big nude cake that just bursts into – because, you know, I remember a couple of weeks ago when everything was cake. This was probably a nude woman that turned out to be cake. No, um, uh, but they all get away, um, and uh, eventually they get back to the house, and the next day she comes back because she just needed, like, 14 hours to do the porn thing again, and she just be right back. And she misses the film shoot. Kelly gets fucking more pissed than he was and uh, busts into school literally and just starts yelling profanities and moves up <laughs> out of the way, rushes in. Teacher does nothing. This is my favorite back. moment. It's so fantastic. It's like no one, no one's paying attention. The teacher doesn't give a shit because the teachers aren't really teachers in these movies, what I found out. No. They are just standing there pretending to be teachers at the front, but they're not going to defend students or do anything. It's like, hey, what are you doing here, mister? It's like, you motherfucker, you stole my fucking money, blah, 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 blah. She was supposed to, just because you're so cool, she doesn't want to do porn anymore. You, blah, blah. And no one cares. It just drags him out cool. and everything's fine. Everything's and fine. I, I thought, I felt, so we, we detailed the movie I wish this was earlier on. Yes. Yeah. We're going to leave that behind. Wouldn't this have been a better scene for this movie if he, like, went and accosted Danielle over this and, like, Matt saw it and was like, oh, I have to go rescue my girl. Like, the, the fact that he showed up at school and was like, I'm going to beat your ass because she mm. didn't show up for her job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I prefer the man-on-man -man crime. I'm okay yeah. with this. I, I don't <laughs> want to see her be the victim of violent crime. I just felt like it would have made more sense to like go to the woman who was a no-call, no-show at the shoot than to be like, I'm going to go be with the 17-year-old boy in his like biology class or whatever the fuck he was doing. All right, I just rewatched the scene and like he starts storming in the classroom and everyone just like parts desks. Yeah. Incredible. Come <laughs> get him. Nobody likes Matt, so... No, well, he's not likable. Yeah. No one cares. Like so Matt. when he gets dragged out of school, no one notices. No, Nobody cares. It's, it's a bummer. Fine. But it's true. But uh, So he's like, you know, you owe me. I was going to make 30 grand. Somehow he was, he was going to make 30 grand just by having her be at the shoot and perform. He gets that much money. I'm like, I hope she's getting paid pretty well, too. But She's I, a big I, star. She's, I, I hope she's being taken care of. But that's a lot of money for him to make for just trying to get her to the scene yeah. but um he's like you're gonna do something for me uh you're gonna steal this award and then we'll be square but he's lying you're not really gonna be, you're, you're gonna be square so hugo posh apparently stole an idea of this different kind of series of films and i want you to steal this for me and then we'll be good don't worry about it. just go in there and just do it and of course he's being a dick he's like i'm gonna call the police and just completely fuck this guy and then i'm gonna steal his money and just completely ruin his life um so Matt's in the house, and there uh, is a parrot that starts talking, but, um, and uh, Hugo is sleeping, and uh, he grabs the award, turns around, and there's Hugo in his, because everybody wears tidy whities or thongs now, um, <laughs> just standing there, and apparently the parrot is an attack parrot, which I thought was very funny. That um, was a fun gag. Where you could say a word in a language I didn't recognize, or gibberish, and that is the attack word, and it starts to attack him out the door. He still gets away before the police show up. Um, but he was also dosed with uh, ecstasy before 
at this point. So it hasn't taken effect yet. So he's like, I've got the award. I'm going to run away. I just have to get to my um, award ceremony and everything's going to be fine. Uh, is it going to be fine? It's not going to be fine. Nothing's no. going to be fine. Um, he meets up with his competition. He apparently knows them already. And he's like, yeah. Uh, and he kisses one of them on the mouth for a long Straight time. Straight in the mouth. That poor, Straight girl, up. that poor girl with the sad immigrant story just makes out on oh. the table. And then she's looking at the, at the others like, oh, okay. Um, and then and then he starts dancing to Lady Marmalade. If you want to talk about more of the music, now would probably be a good time. Yeah, let's let's do a okay. mic check here. Okay. Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two. Microphone check one two. Um, listen, I there were a handful of songs that I that I noted in this movie. And then, Dave, when I saw your notes, we've got like a page and a half of songs. Where were all these songs in this fucking movie? Yes, sir. There's Weird. so many. Yeah. You, you, there, there are some where you only hear just a little part of the song. Um, you were hustling crazy. this week. No, you just, you just listen to them, the ones that you recognize, and then you just go on IMDb or just look up a soundtrack, and you see them like, oh, that's what that song is, so on. Echo and the Bunnymen, when... Matthew first sees Danielle walk in. Man. I haven't heard that song in a long time. It's a fantastic song. I have never heard that song before. It is the perfect song for like yeah. your your first noticing this over the top sexy woman. Yeah, I did not know that song, and I'm like that. Bravo to whoever picked that one to be Cuthbert's like debut moment. Yeah, and, and they paid for some big songs in this movie, man. It yeah. didn't have a huge oh, yeah. budget, but. They- they paid for Under Pressure by Queen and Bowie. At yes. The I'm like, okay. And at the end, they played, they, uh, they paid for Baba O'Reilly. And it played yep. the entire song. Um, yeah. That thought was uh, a very interesting choice to spend your money on that. Yeah, like Marvin Gaye, what's going on? I was like, what yeah. is that song? Did That's expensive. Goddamn sense. That's what? a very serious song about like social unrest. And they play it when the two porn stars show up at the airport. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> didn't make sense. So weird. Else. Uh, filter, take a picture. Yeah. I like that song. Really, that, really that, good that, song. It brought, it brought me back to the early two thousands when they were uh, starting to skip class. I'm like, oh yeah, makes me feel light and happy. David Gray when they kissed, and then again at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. fantastic. Uh, I do like that Methods of Mayhem song, and I know it's if you ever. Because I actually watched this movie with the subtitles on, just out of curiosity, and they oh. and they put the lyrics of the songs that are on on there too. The lyrics that well, check out the lyrics to the to get naked by Methods of Mayhem sometime. They are, they are we should, fucking. We should point out that's Methods of Mayhem featuring George Clinton. George Clinton doing a dog style. Woof woof doing a dog style. George, <laughs> like he's George Clinton. It was Little Kim, Tommy Lee, Fred Durst was in there. I mean. Oh, yeah, Fred Durst was in that. Wow, yeah. His lyrics are incredible. Oh, man. oh they God. are ridiculous. Um, let's see. Once uh, Kelly steals the money, what song plays when he's in his muscle car driving away? Sweet Home Alabama. No, uh, another pretty expensive track. Uh, when they enter the cafeteria on prom night, N.E.R.D., lap dance. Hadn't Perfect. heard that one in a long time. I love uh, N.E.R.D. I love that song. I, I also appreciated... Um, Manish Boy by Muddy Waters. Yes, sir. Playing uh, 
when Daniel opens the door. I was trying to think of the name of that song because I there's so many covers of it, and yes. um, there's a a most deaf cover of it. Or I shouldn't say a cover, a sample of it. Um, I think it's called like Black Jack Johnson or whatever. But yeah, that was. If you don't know Manish Boy, it's. I mean, I, I spell M A child N. I'm a man. I'm a full grown baby's man. Like it's just him bragging of being a man over like a, a two-two blues beat. Yeah. And the last one that really stuck with me, uh, "Lucky Man" by by the Verve when when they're dancing at the uh, prom. I hadn't heard that one yeah. in a while. That was a long, long list of songs. Jesus. Lots of music. Lots of music. Fantastic stuff. You gotta put that money somewhere, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, so uh, then uh, Matt's uh, in a full-on uh, ecstasy trip. And yeah, just like, loving everything. Uh, loving everybody, too. Why did they just sit him down in the corner? Like, Alicia Cuthbert or Danielle, whatever, is there with him. Just yeah. sit his ass down and just give yeah. him some water and, like, leave him like he does not need to be doing Mm -mm. like rolling so hard kissing everybody dancing like i'm yeah. just like keep this under wraps like Look, yeah as a person who has been high in public before this man is the least convincing not high person i've ever seen in my fucking life like yeah. when i when i first started smoking herb i was in i was in college i was 21 um right when the school year started so about four months later christmas time my roommate Chuck was like, we should go to the mall. And I'm like, we can leave the house after we smoke weed and it was a possible thing. Oh yeah, man. And you can go places and it's awesome. We went to the mall right before Christmas. Um, and I mean, obviously everything is like lit up and there's giant nutcrackers everywhere. And there was a point where he's like, I'm gonna sit you on this bench and come get you in a little bit. Cause like you're a liability right now. That's <laughs> what she should have done with him. Yes. Like just sit him somewhere he's not gonna leave it's like lock him down someplace yeah and they also did all this work to like put him in a suit and a tie but they didn't fix his hair or wipe any of the blood off of his, didn't wash his face. <laughs> why is his face bloody I, like what because he got the shit smacked out i'm like you like, could have just done like lick in the yeah like yeah. We went long enough to like go pick up Danielle. You could have yeah. washed his face. Mm -hmm. His tie's bleeding. on straight. His suit looks fine. <laughs> He's still just bleeding with ruffled hair and high. It's I feel like his hair just kept growing with like mm -hmm. product throughout oh, yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh man. All right, shall we? It's Mac. Uh, um with a bunch of casual profanity, which I know that people who want to win academic scholarships, they love casual profanity. Just cuss a little bit. Mm -hmm. Their favorite. So he loses the scholarship and his dream is dead, but he doesn't quite realize it yet because he's still fucking rolling. Um, wakes up the next day, you can tell he's depleted because that's what happens when you take ecstasy. You're just depleted. That's it. Goes to get that money uh, to get uh, some, some nang or some... Some, some young. With a, with a silent in yeah. from Cambodia and the teller super nice lady says oh your uh, your academic advisor came and took it out for you and he's like uh, excuse me excuse me and then there's this kind of flash sequence to Cambodia and he's some, oh. some mom's reading a letter Matt Kidman mom he fucked me Matt Kidman 
fucked me. Uh, oh my god. So, I'm so confused on this. Like, yeah. why is he in trouble for the bank teller? I don't fucking know. That part money. made me fucking crazy. Uh -huh. I'm like, no, you're not supposed to give money to anyone unless the person's on the account. Yeah. And you the teller up. was like, you're going to jail for this. I'm like, the yeah. fuck I am? You're going <laughs> to jail for this. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what, Jeannie? This is your fucking right. fault. <laughs> you're going to She's real jail, tired. Jeannie. Yeah. Now, the, uh, oh. that, that quote especially, there were a couple decent quotes in this movie that I think we should give a few moments to talk about. Yeah, let's get into some potent quotables here. What did you say? Uh, a lot of the a lot of the quotes in this movie are like not. A lot of them are the the more problematic lines out of Eli. Um, I did feel like there were some decent quotes that came out of Timothy Oliphantus Kelly. Um, it, the, my favorite, again, a character that doesn't matter a scene that doesn't matter. The first time he meets Mr. Peterson, who is a parent, a friend of Matt's parents. Yeah. I, I, the only other time I openly busted up laughing, and I think it's because of his delivery. He yeah. goes, damn, Peterson, I haven't seen your black ass in ages. Peterson's <laughs> a white man, an older <laughs> white dude. He is so <laughs> thrown off. And for whatever reason, listening to him just like effortlessly say, I haven't seen your black ass in ages. Busted yeah. me up. I was cracking up at that. Yeah, Kelly had some good ones, man. Uh, uh, big, big one uh, when he's trying to convince Matthew to go steal that award. Sometimes when you want to do something good, you gotta do something bad. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I don't, I don't think that's that's how it works at all. Um, another one from uh, Kelly. You, you want to be president? Let, let me tell you the first rule of politics. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. You know what that means? It means you don't steal my girl unless you're ready to accept the consequences. <laughs> the juice being worth the squeeze comes back multiple Pretty times. Gross. Pretty, Pretty gross. Pretty gross. The juice was worth the squeeze. Your buddy, Matt, to have some cigars. Enjoy yourself. Um, there was a lot of Eli stuff. It's like, God, I just want to bang hot chicks. Eli is fucking foul. Yeah. There was the, line, I, the problematic line about um, the, the Cambodian exchange student I'll take care of your little Samsung. Like, Samsung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And again, a character who doesn't need to be in the movie. He's just there for him to say racist <laughs> shit about. Yeah. Poor Samyong. It literally just could have been Matt wins the scholarship, gets the check, and Kelly steals that check. Correct. Could have yeah. been. Would have made, made more sense. We'll get to how he gets money at the end. It would have made more sense that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Matt uh, threatens the teller, says she loses a job if the manager finds out, and he ends up getting until Monday to get the money back because apparently it's on him because she gave away all the money to just forty-five thousand dollars to a stranger with no ID. Because logic, here's the window. Let's just throw it out the window. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But guess what? You got a brilliant idea. Let's make a porno at the prom. Uh, Matt returns the award to Hugo Posh and he has an idea. It's like, we'll make a movie at the prom. And, uh, if we can do that and deliver it to you, can we get 25 grand on Sunday for it? And he says, you know what? Yeah, I can definitely make that happen. So Danielle brings in two of her 
porn star friends. Uh, when they get to the prom, they try to recruit the actors from the cool kids. Cause you know, you want good looking people to be in your porno movie if possible. Cause at, at, at this point, do we know it's going to be a sex ed film? I'm sorry. I'm giving this away already. No, no, no. no. And I, no I, idea. I wrote it out. I wrote out so many times. I have no idea what the fuck this what plot is. This, is. Is this an actual porno or what are we doing? And it's not. They're being so secret. I'm going to give it away, people. Like, what not. is this? They could have shot it's both of that, That's they, true. W- no, listen, listen. They should, have, they should have only shot a porno. Yes. I don't, yeah. I don't know how much money is in, like, sex ed tapes at public schools in America, I have to assume it's less money than is in a real porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you, my friend is a sex, she's like a health educator, focuses on like sex ed. And um, she just tries to get shit off the internet for free. She's like, oh, I have a great yes. YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, we're not, she's but even not in a buying. World, like, I want to say, I think YouTube started in like 05. So even like, because I remember a lot of the YouTube stuff came right after Katrina, because a lot of the first videos that went big were like people showing stuff that was happening in Katrina. Even before then, though, are we really supposed to believe that like there's more money in sex ed films than in full blown hardcore porno with real porn stars? Like I, man, just make a porn. Like what do you? Why overthink this yeah. and make a sex ed tape? Yeah, man, it was 2003, so that was about the peak of the industry. So yeah, yeah, there would have been more money in probably just making a regular old movie. Because then you wouldn't have the cliffhanger. True. Give me the goddamn cliffhanger. (laughs) Cliffhanger? What? What's the cliffhanger? Well, when you're like waiting, I'm going to spoil the end, but like when you're (laughs) waiting for, you know, the principal and the parents and Kelly who like thinks he's going to fight. Okay. okay. I forgot about that. This was, this was. And this that was Jenna Jameson as like a like a mainstream figure in our in our celebrity culture time. Right. Real porn was making real money in 0304. All right, well, I'm just saying. Um, cliffhanger. <laughs> but yeah, I just I also was like, I don't know if we're trying to just keep things moving along, but um, I was just really surprised that like we don't know if any of these boys have had sex and we're watching it, believing they're making a porno. And I'm like, this is quite a leap to go. (laughs) Some of them are like, seem super nerdy. And you're like, you may have never had sex before. You are jumping into being like, listen, I I bring you back to the original plot that I said would have made a better movie. Uh, Three dorks trying to figure out how to not embarrass themselves having sex for the first time with a porn star. Mm, that's that a fun fucking movie. That is American Pie. But <laughs> but, well, there's not a porn star in that. Sure. But it is about having sex for the first time. Yes. There are a lot of those. That, Isn't Tara that Reed be, in that? What? Yes. Tara yeah. Reed, Mina Suvari. Was there a third Shana, girl in that or those, those two? Shannon. Oh, Shannon Elizabeth. Allison Hannigan. I can Allison oh. Hannigan. Okay, yes. Allison Hannigan for all and then the purposes is a porn star in that movie. Like she is the one, <laughs> her and Natasha Leone have all of the sexual experience. There's your fucking movie, guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But anyway. I'm mad. Anywho. <laughs> so uh, the, the administrators are suspicious. They find a release form, which is a, a necessity, especially in a situation like this, just sitting on one of the uh, um, staircases in the school, and they're like, "So what is this?" And he's like, "I have no." Matt's like, "I have, I have no clue what that is." I hope we get away with it. And he seems perfectly calm and cool about everything that's that's uh, going on, uh, but it all seems to work out. 
uh, even one of the when one of the actors can't perform, Klitz eventually says, "You know what? I'll do it." And they make a big deal about it because we have to show your face. No, you don't. They don't. You don't have to show. They face. don't. But in, in a moment. So they all leave well, also, Matt, well Matt, yeah. Matt volunteers first and then yeah. sees Danielle's like lipstick print on his hand and is like, oh, oh that's right. I'm, I'm in love with a girl. Yeah, I can't you. do this. That, I, okay. If you're making a porno, I get that. Like yeah. you, you have this girl you're in love with, she'll be upset. If it's just what it winds up being, which I will not spoil because Dave will get there very shortly, just do it yourself and have Danielle come in for that scene. Yeah. What was the problem here? Like, I was now, so confused. Yeah, and, and, and there's that, I don't want, know if you want to call it a hallucination or like a what-if scene. Like, I know if yeah. he knew that if he did this, he would get caught. I, I guess that's that's what he felt. And then Danielle comes walking in. It's like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to do this. And then Klitz is like, I'll definitely do it. They all walk out triumphant. And uh, that's the end of the movie. Happy ending, right? Oh, wait. Should have been. No, no. Not it's quite. Still going. Not quite. <laughs> we have 15 <laughs> minutes to go. Oh, uh, Matt. Let me tell you, Matt. It's a frantic phone call from Eli. Somebody stole the tape, man. I don't got the tape. Because apparently Kelly is a cat burglar and took it in the middle of the night. He's me a cat burglar and a clairvoyant because he wasn't yeah. even sure. He didn't even know they were making this movie. Why would he even like know where to look? I was I so mad. I don't know. He um, he and, he and he ends up when Matt gets back home. He's there with his parents, and he invited his principal to 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 the house the morning after prom. And, How does he uh, know all these people? Makes no sense. I don't know. He's, he's just super personable and just gets to know people. I guess I have no idea. It's crazy. <sighs> um, Isn't and, he and busy? If, like, doesn't he have like a porn no. ring to run? He probably has a no, shit that that day. He's got nothing. Uh, oh, he's one client. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> If he's a kingpin, like they said, like they said, I guess he's got directors doing their thing, and he's just trying to get everyone in line. But talks to Matt, threatens him, like I'll show this to everybody. And he's like, you know what? Go ahead, do it. Okay, go ahead, do it. I want a moment where. Sorry, he's just like sitting in the room, and then he asks Matt's parents and the principal to go leave us alone. And he's like, who who is this man? He's like, I'd like to be alone with the boy for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) And then he just goes, I want to be alone. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's like, you don't know. I was like, wow. Be alone with this child who's in your care. You you don't know me, but I know him. I'm wearing a suit that would only be sold to a porn producer or a used car salesman. <laughs> Leave me alone with your son for a while, please. Not so the jacket and the pat the pants did not match. They were separate <laughs> car salesmen. Sport coat and slacks. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, they show the movie and it is a sex ed film. It is not a real porno. And the family, they're like, you know what? This is pretty great. Do you remember those movies that we watched when we were a kid? Matt's dad said, Yeah. And uh, the principal's like, I don't like it. But the kid's today so messed up. Maybe this will finally get to him. Bam! <laughs> Matt's kind of fear turn, turns into like a big happy smile. And now we get to the happily ever after part. The sex ed tape is super successful. Hugo Posh they make, and Matt make tons of money because they're 50-50 partners. Uh, because there's so much money in educational sex ed films. You know what? Because they were watching movies from the 70s in the early 2000s. Gas. I don't know, man. It's, you <laughs> sell one tape to every school in America, you're doing pretty good. 
And then there, there, there are the people who just want to buy it to have an, like, like an oddity. Like, you guys want to watch a weird sex ed tape with someone in a, a fucking, uh, what was he wearing? A uh, fencing mask? Yeah, that's something, yeah. right? That's pretty Dave, cool. you would have that tape. I No, I would, I would be like, yeah, fencing mask, man. That's my thing. I love it. It's my favorite. Um, so Eli gets some acclaim for his work and becomes a complete fucking dick and does like a speech in front of a film school. He's like, so why'd you skip film school? He's like, you shut the fuck up. Next, yeah. faster. Because <laughs> that's, that's who we knew that he would become because he definitely wouldn't be humble. Absolutely not. Fuck why no. would he? And Klitz is at, I'm guessing at college and watches it with friends. Like, guys, I got it. Let's watch it. And that's where you find out that he, he didn't have to show his face at all. That's, well, that's, and I was thrown off by this because I didn't, my interpretation was not that he like presented this tape to watch, was yeah. that it was like making the rounds at every college and he just happened to be like in the yeah. common room while they watched it. Mm-hmm. But also wasn't like, hey, that's my big old floppy donkey dick in there. Like it, he didn't. <laughs> and we find out he's a floppy donkey dick. Yeah, he's <laughs> a big floppy donkey dick. And they, they, he doesn't make a big deal about it. He's not like elbowing the girl next to him, like, hey, that's me. He's just like personal satisfaction. He's Everyone cool. knows I've got a big dick. Because he's the good, he's the best guy in the group, I think. True. Well, among them all. The rest of well, that's that's what I thought. We're grading on a hell he's of a curve type. here. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, Kelly's still doing what he does at the end. I thought that was kind of funny. He gets a box of cigars from Matt and, uh, Talks to his actors like, oh, let's make some fucky fucky. I'm like, oh, Jesus. All right, so you're still fucky, who you are. Fucky. And uh, Matt says, uh, I, I created my own scholarship to Georgetown, and I'm going to drive a BMW Z3 because that was cool back in the early 2000s, that even though there cool. were cooler cars. There, there were cooler cars. And guess who's still there? The girl next door. Mm. The end. I, I, the girl yeah, who like, has no character doing? development we know nothing about. I don't know. She's, she's there ha- ha- hanging out with him in D.C., I guess. Just chilling on campus? Just yeah. chilling. She's the cool, chill person on campus. Yeah. Not making porn. Probably working no. retail, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Could, could be. Could be. Make, or like Georgetown Community College. Like, even if she stopped doing porn from this point on, they get married. He tries to be president. It's still going to matter that she did porn at one point. <laughs> so it ultimately, yes. this is all for naught. But, but does it, does it, or in the Trump era? Okay, but, when this but, movie came they out. They didn't know that. This yeah. was the Bush era where it was still a big scandal that you supported same-sex marriage. No. <laughs> like, the, this was a different time. Yeah, the, the, the whole Clint, Clinton scandal was like, what, five years earlier? So, yeah. uh, so we knew five what Five years a pre- earlier, and we were we, like, we, what, this had been like, what, four years before the John Edwards scandal? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so we knew, yeah. we... We, we, we knew who presidents could be. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, at, at, at a minimum, Dana and I both know that cheating on your wife was a scandal back in the Hamilton era. <laughs> so yeah. this is always a problem, apparently. I like, forgot it was always it was a that thing. part of the musical. You're right. Yeah, wow. the Reynolds template. But also, um, at this time, like, you could also, if you wore a tan suit, that was a scandal. So, oh like, that oh actually happened God. a few years later, wearing a tan suit as president. And- and but, now you got, imagine you imagine Bush wearing a tan suit. No, yeah. you have Mitch. You have Mitch McConnell trolling Barack Obama all the time now, wearing the tan suit in the Oval Office, kicking it like a dickhead. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. This whole this whole thing was just like yeah. They're you're not gonna erase her porno history from the internet. Which the other part of this that didn't ring true to me 
we're still talking about VHS tapes in 04. Yes. I mean, I went to college with um, a burned DVD of uh, Undeclared that Dave gave me. Or is it Undergrads? Undergrads. It, it could have been either one. I think I had both. Undeclared both. was the live action show. Undergrads was the cartoon. Like, people weren't, I mean, what are you doing recording this on VHS and trading it around? On v- this would have been DVD at this point. Um, <sighs> you guys, I forgot my, I wouldn't call it a fun fact, but I have a fact. <laughs> What's uh, your fact. Yeah, Is there no sex cult? I'm just going to close out. Well, close. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So the guy who plays, you know, like the, one of the cool guys, the, the brown hair guy, I think who got like, he got replaced oh, the guy by that couldn't get it up? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I said, so the Justin guy, I think that's him. So he's an actual lawyer. Several years ago, like recent, like maybe like two to three years ago, got busted for having relations with one of his defendants who was a victim of sexual assault. Oh, no. Yes. Yes, he's a bad dude. Oh, God. So not a fun fact, but. A fact? As we were talking about all the No fun fact. Yeah. It's definitely fun. fun about that. Wow. I'm a piece of shit. Anyway, does somebody want to like bring it up enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bring us back in here. One of the fun things we like to do on this podcast is take a look at a character who wasn't um, a main part of the movie and kind of see if this movie was the start of big things for them or kind of the peak of their whole career. So it's time for an IMDb deep dive. Dave, who are we diving on this week? Someone who just kind of popped up. I'm like, I know that guy. Who is that guy? Uh-huh. And, I, and I took a little deeper look. Uh, Alonzo Bowden is in this movie. I don't know if you guys know, yeah. know, know who that is. He plays Steel. He's the bouncer at the porn convention who confronts the kids when they walk in. They say they're from a high school newspaper. And then when they're in the private lounge and trying to direct pornos, says, uh, no, these kids are in high school. And that kind of sets off the entire thing. Um, Keep your lie together, guys. Keep your lie yeah, together. He's got, he's got 29 acting credits on, on IMDb. He was in Scary Movie 4. He was on the TV show Californication on Showtime with David Duchovny. He was in the movie Bringing Down the House. He was on one of my favorite shows from back in the day, Gr- Grounded for Life. Great. I love um, Grounded for Life. And uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the original TV show. Uh, that was an interesting one. I was like, oh. what the hell was he in that? Wait, I he was one of... I think he was one of the Power Rangers. Was no. no way. I, no. No, He's the Black boy. Ranger was a different black dude. He was in Brink. Uh, I'm not <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I've well, never my, watched my that question, show, to be honest. But. Uh, what happened to, was that Lily in Grounded for Life, the red-haired girl? Was her name Lily? I loved her in that, that show. I wish, I want to find out what happened to her. She was great in that show. Yeah. So he has uh, 10 writing credits and then 70 credits as... Just himself, because he is wow. a pretty prolific stand-up comedian. Um, he won the uh, third season of Last Comic Standing. If anybody ever watched that show, I uh, think season three was also uh, Amy Schumer was on. I think the third season he'd be yes. her. Yes. Yeah. Um, wow. And uh, he's mm-hmm. on comedy podcasts and he's on radio a bunch. He's been on Joe Rogan a bunch, the Adam Carolla show, and he's a frequent con- contributor. If you ever watch, listen to the show on NPR. Wait, wait, don't tell me. He's one of the yeah. random. And, he, and he's pretty funny on it. So very interesting career. And 
I, I like his comedy, so I figured I'd give him a shout out on here. Yeah. Do you want to come on our I, pod? I don't know. I wish I knew him. I mean, who wouldn't? That'd be fantastic. We'll holler at him. We'll see what he's up to. Yeah. Um, so, guys, that does bring us to the end of our podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Clits, Jesus Christ, Clits. Clits <laughs> is most likely to develop a pickup line based on his last name in college. Yeah. Eli is most likely to be the center of a hashtag MeToo expose. Danielle is most likely to stop making porn, but spend 20 years cleaning up on the convention circuit. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt is most likely to have his presidential campaign upended by stories of porn stars and ecstasy from his high school years. And they're all and true. We, we talked about that. That yeah. shit is not going anywhere. He one time did a bunch of E and then hung out with the porn star. Um, yeah. Now we're gonna we're gonna shake up the, uh, the order here. I am actually up next, and the movie I'm picking uh, was a staple of my college years. I saw it many, many, many times. Um, we are going to go with Euro Trip. Scotty doesn't so, know. Scotty yeah. doesn't know. Scotty Fantastic. doesn't know at all. Fantastic. So don't tell Scotty. <laughs> yeah, that good movie. Awesome. What what if I I could probably still sing that entire song just I did her on his birthday and <laughs> yeah that as, as like a dropout line um what is it uh I can't believe he's so trusting yeah <laughs> that song is so fucking mean so yeah we're gonna do Euro trip next week um I'm looking forward to that uh that does it for this episode of the podcast if you guys like what you heard pop on over to itunes spotify google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast and subscribe leave us a review give us a five-star rating and be sure to follow us on twitter at recap and gown pod that is r-e-c-a-p-n-g-o-w-n pod uh, if you guys have any of your own superlatives for this movie go ahead and send them our way there and if you didn't like what you heard to quote the most stereotypical porn convention attendee, nice job, dickwad. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.